Don't just ride the index, seek to outperform it with Fidelity Active ETFs. Learn more at fidelity.com slash active ETFs. Before investing in any exchange-traded fund, you should consider its investment objectives, risks, charges, and expenses. Contact Fidelity for a prospectus, an offering circular, or if available, a summary prospectus containing this information. Read it carefully. While active ETFs offer the potential to outperform an index, these products may more significantly trail an index as compared with passive ETFs. Fidelity Brokerage Services, LLC, member NYSE, SIPC. This morning on the third hour of today, Ian's aftermath. Florida still reeling five days later, round-the-clock rescues, and new questions about whether evacuation orders came too late. We're live in one of the hardest-hit communities with the latest on the recovery. And lace up your shoes. Time for our October Start Today walking challenge. More than 100,000 of us all joining in, and today we're going to add a twist to those daily strolls. Today, Monday, October 3rd, 2022. Live from Studio 1A in Rockefeller Plaza, this is the third hour of today. And a good Monday morning. Welcome to this third hour of today. Craig Melvin, Chanel Jones, Albert Roker, and Jill Martin Brooks. That's the first time I've said it on I TV. love it. Yeah? Thank ah, you. Good to have yes. you back, by yes. the way. Well, it's good to Welcome be back. back. Uh, tested positive last week, uh, early last week. and For again, COVID. For COVID. And uh, again, the science worked. I've been boosted, and I've had a slight, slight, a little runny nose and a cough. That went away. And, uh, and so now you're back. I took a little Plaxovid to hang out. Oh, you did. Is that what you did? She's fine. She, in fact, she was uh, she was away. So that worked out. Yeah, worked out great. Yeah, and you got to rest. She had an excuse to stay away. Stop. (laughs) It worked out even better. I love that. Yeah, you feel okay. Your weekend. A Hall of Famer. I did. You know, it's like you would think I got an Oscar or something like that. I was so excited to be back home in Wichita, Kansas. I was inducted into my high school's Hall of Fame, Wichita Heights High School uh, in, in Wichita, Kansas, and they honored about 11 folks. Um, you know, they brought us out at homecoming at the halftime show. And then we had a, um, a banquet the next night. And, you know, front and center was my grandmother uh, and my little bro. And so uh, I think just seeing them there in the front and seeing classmates I haven't seen since the 90s. That's um, So shout out to Wichita Public Schools. I turned out okay. Oh, yes. <laughs> yes. More than okay. Yes, Congrats. Thank You're you. a Hall of Famer. Hall of Famer. And newlywed Jill just surviving her first fight over the weekend. Are you going to talk about this on TV? He just I said it offline, but we had our first um, we had our first argument as a married couple, and it's a right of passage. It's right, and yeah. so it was. You, you know, resolved it. We resolved it. And still married. I'm still Martin Brooks. Yeah. And, um, <laughs> let's move on to. There you go. Um, That's other right. News. Yes. Right. A long weekend yeah, for a lot of folks in Florida, unfortunately. Search and rescue missions continuing around the clock. A lot by boat and helicopter in areas that are completely cut off. Some beach communities unrecognizable, like Fort Myers Beach, where rescue crews are going door to door. And now a growing controversy about whether evacuation orders should have come sooner. NBC's Jesse Kirsch is live in Fort Myers Beach. And Jesse, good morning. I know around their surrounding communities that had evacuation orders 24 hours earlier. What's the latest? Yeah, Al, good morning. Good morning to all of you. You can see from the devastation behind me, we are right near Hurricane Ian's ground zero. More people died, more people were reported dead in this county than in the rest of Florida combined. And as you mentioned, this is also one of the counties where we saw some of the later evacuation orders. And this morning, people are asking why. When Hurricane Ian slammed Florida's Gulf Coast, Gary Albright says he lost 
nearly everything. It just looked like a bomb went off inside. Thankfully, Albright says an evacuation order sent him driving to safety the day before Ian's landfall. But this morning, it's unclear if officials should have warned him and others much sooner. Here in the Fort Myers Beach area, some residents may have been caught off guard just days before Ian's landfall. The worst storm surge was forecast to hit Florida, not around here, but more than 100 miles that way. We were kind of caught off guard then. And before you know it, and it was too late to, you know, at that point it was coming through and it was was too late to evacuate. Lee County, which includes cut off Sanibel Island, has reported more than half of Florida's deaths, 42 so far. It also issued some of the region's latest evacuation orders. The local sheriff and the governor both pushing back on criticism. Everyone wants to focus on a plan that might have been done differently. Well, I'm going to tell you, I stand 100 percent with my county commissioners, my county manager. We did what we had to do at the exact same time. I wouldn't have changed anything. They were following the data. And you remember uh, people were looking initially at the panhandle on Sunday. Still, by Monday evening, authorities warned of danger of life-threatening storm surge in Lee County. But the county didn't start ordering evacuations until the next morning, hours after neighboring Charlotte County started its evacuation orders. Even when you know it's coming, how hard is it to plot out where a hurricane is going to strike? It's very difficult. Florida's former director of emergency management says these difficult decisions are catered to local conditions. You put a whole lot of lives at risk in disruption uh, when you evacuate. So it's a very serious decision to make. But thankfully, evacuations helped save Floridians like Albright, though he's now returning to a world of unknowns. We don't have anything but we're alive, you know what I mean? So what, what more can you say? There's a lot of heartbreak still here this morning. The mayor of Fort Myers Beach was on the Today Show earlier, and he said that he did not want to get into the debate over whether or not evacuation orders came at the right moment here in Lee County. He said at this point he's more concerned about rescue operations, though he did stress that his community here in Fort Myers Beach relied on county officials' decisions. Guys, back to you. All right, Jesse Kirsch, thanks so much. All right. Up next, we are going to kick off our Pink Power series with an important checklist for women. How to identify your personal breast cancer risk and the steps you can take to reduce it. It's important. We'll be right back. At the UPS Store, we know things can get busy this upcoming holiday. You can count on us to be open and ready to help with any packing and shipping or anything else you might need. Is there anything you can't do? Um, actually, I don't have a good singing voice. <clears throat> the UPS... Nope. But our certified packing experts can pack and ship just about anything. At least that's good. The UPS Store. Be unstoppable. Most locations are independently owned. Product services, pricing, and hours of operation may vary. See center for details. Come in today to get your holiday goodies there on time. When you're hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search. Match. With Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging to connect with candidates faster. Plus, 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is 
constantly learning from your preferences. Join more than three and a half million businesses worldwide that use Indeed. Listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash today. Just go to Indeed.com slash today right now and support this show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash today. Conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. We are back with our Pink Power series to mark the start of Breast Cancer Awareness Month. And this morning, we have a checklist of important information all women need to know from risk factors to screening and more. So joining us now is Dr. Marisa Weiss, Director of Breast Radiation Oncology at Lankanon Medical Center in Pennsylvania. And Dr. Weiss is a breast cancer survivor herself. So she certainly knows what she speaks. Good morning to you. Good morning. So you and I were just talking. It was 12 years ago. 12 years ago. That you were diagnosed. Yes, I'm very grateful. I benefited from early detection, and I'm Mm -hmm. here today to share important information and help save other lives. I love that. So with that, let's dig in and get right to it. How do women assess their personal risk for breast cancer? I'm hearing about more women who have no family history getting breast cancer. Exactly. So breast cancer is the most common cancer to affect women. And 75% of the time, there's no family history. 75%? Yes. No, no inherited gene abnormality. But if you do have in your family breast cancer, ovarian cancer, prostate, melanoma in your family, you could be at higher risk of breast cancer because of an inherited gene. So that's why it's so important to share that information with your doctor to assess your risk, you know, to take and make a plan to lower your risk. Absolutely. What do you mean by background? And consider genetic testing. Background, we hear from Kitty Couric about dense breast tissue, putting you at higher risk. You might need extra tests to find it. Also, black women are more likely to get breast cancer at younger ages at more advanced stages and have a more serious type of breast cancer. Mm -hmm. Jewish women are more likely to inherit an abnormal breast cancer gene. And age... Our risk goes up as we grow older, but keep in mind, 20% of breast cancers happen before the age of 50. My goodness, which is why screening is so important. So important, absolutely. Speaking of, Dr. Weiss, early detection, and we talked a little bit about this in the green room, so I have history in my family. They told me, 45 you start. This was five years ago. Now, is it 40? When should you start for these yearly Yeah, I say, please, everyone, get your yearly mammogram starting at age 40. And if you've if you've let even things, if you don't have family history, if you if you don't have family history, that's right. And if you let things slip and slide because of the pandemic, call today to schedule your appointment. You also want to make sure that you get a comprehensive breast exam by your doctor or nurse practitioner once yearly and then examine yourself on a regular basis just to make sure that you know what's normal, what may have changed. And if you are at extra risk because of a strong family history an inherited gene, or maybe you have dense breasts, you might need extra tests like adding an ultrasound to your mammogram, then getting an MRI six months later, and then repeating that over time. It's really important information. It really is. So, hey, Dr. Yeah. Weiss, what should women be looking for you know, when you talk about self-exams, things like yeah. that? Well, as it turns out, most breast cancers don't produce signs or symptoms. They're found by mammography. But people regularly feel things or see things like a lump or an area of thickening in the breast or the armpit, mm-hmm. an area of swelling or, or a bulge, or the skin might be in, dimpled or retracted. You might notice a nipple discharge, or you might have, let's say, pain or discomfort in the breast. Mm-hmm. If you have any of those symptoms that are new and persist, check them out. Call your doctor. Don't wait. You want to find breast cancer as early as, early as possible when it's most treatable. Mm-hmm. Dr. Weiss, what, what are some things that folks who are watching or listening can do to reduce the risk? Yeah. Well, the good news is the same steps that reduce your risk of breast cancer improve your overall health. Okay. Like getting to and sticking to a healthy weight, exercising regularly, even 10 minutes a day makes a big difference. 
you want to eat mostly a vegetarian-based diet with like meat, chicken, fish, more of as a sideshow, mm-hmm. and then reduce your alcohol use since the more you drink, the higher the risk, and stop smoking because it increases the risk for all kinds of things. I say start with one step, sure. then go to a next step, and before you know it, you'll be in a healthier place. So let's just say you, you, you go to the doctor, you get the diagnosis, yes. diagnosis you get the, the dreaded C word, you hear yeah. Yeah. Life's not over. How do you manage that part? It can really make you, I mean, I've been there. I'm a doctor and a patient, as it were. Well, it's so important to get answers to your medical questions, to reduce uncertainty, and to know what to expect. Put your questions and concerns on a list Mm -hmm. and put the most important ones on the top and call, email, or text your doctor to get answers to your questions. Hey, don't try to do it all. We women carry the weight of the world on our shoulders, right? So um, delegate and reach out for help with like childcare, grocery shopping, you know, housework, all the things that don't matter as much. Save your precious precious energy for your treatment. Lean on your friends and family. Absolutely. I want to ask you, you mentioned something a few moments ago I want to follow up on. Yeah. Genetic testing, who should consider that? Any woman who's got breast cancer who's can be can get genetic testing. But if you're diagnosed at age 50 or younger, if you have a history of ovarian cancer in the family, there are men in the family with breast cancer. There's a history of breast ovarian pancreatic cancer melanoma. You should ask to get genetic testing. Okay. If you're of Jewish background, you okay. should ask for genetic and testing. And you mentioned men, doctor. Exactly. If you're a man who gets breast cancer, you're more likely to have an inherited genetic mutation Mm. like BRCA1, BRCA2. And you want to make sure if there are any men in the family, because men get breast cancer just as much, not as often as women, like about 1% of the time. Uh, but that goes along with a with a, a, a higher risk of an inherited gene abnormality. Right. It's thank important you. that we're talking yeah, about thank it. You so yeah. much. Thank you. Dr. Weiss, thank you. And for more information on breast cancer awareness, we put so much on our website. Just go to today.com slash health. When we come back, former ambassador to the United Nations and governor of the greatest state in the country, South oh. Carolina, <laughs> uh, Nikki Haley is here live. We're going to talk about leadership. We're going to talk about powerful women. And, of course, we'll also talk about 2024. Of course, she is in New York State, which is... Anyway. (laughs) Uh, Then multi-talented actor and producer Kate Castillo is joining us in studio to talk about bringing back her international hit series, Third Hour of Today. We'll be right back, live from New York State. We are back on this Monday morning, and we're reminded of a famous quote. This is from Margaret Thatcher. She said, if you want something said, ask a man. If you want something done... Ask a woman. Former South Carolina governor, former ambassador to the United Nations under President Donald Trump, Nikki Haley took that advice to heart. In fact, it's the basis of her new book. There's the title, If You Want Something Done, Leadership Lessons from Bold Women. In the book, she profiles the obstacles and accomplishments of 10 powerful women throughout history and weaves them in with her own story. And the former ambassador joins us this morning. Good to see you again. Oh, great to be with you. Welcome back. Welcome back. I just told you in the green room, I started reading the book this weekend. It's a fantastic concept. We're going to dig into the book in in just a moment. But let's start with, because, I mean, the, the reality is you write this book about accomplished women and... There has been some talk, perhaps you've heard, 2024, uh, that maybe this accomplished woman would run for president of the United States. And I know you've said you haven't made a decision. How are you going to decide? What factors will you consider? And what's your what's your timetable? 
Well, I mean, I think, first of all, our focus is November. You know, everybody's looking at the November elections, and I've been all over the country working on that. And then after, you know, the first of the year, Michael and I will sit down. We'll figure out if there's a place for me. If there is a place for me, I've never lost a race. I'm not going to start now. We'll put a thousand percent in and we'll finish it. If there's not a place for me, I have fought for this country as long as I can remember, and I'll do it until my last breath. And you, I think you said last spring that if, if your former boss, former President Trump, if he does decide to run, that you'll sit this one out. You won't run. Is that still the case? And if so, why? I mean, we'll see if he runs. I, you know, we'll see if he runs. He hasn't said he's going to run. And so, you know, we'll make a decision after the first of next year and figure it out. Would you ever run against I just, it's not something I think about. I was proud to serve with him in the administration. It's something that, you know, I can tell you that um, I'm thrilled with the accomplishments we did together. We had a great working relationship. But right now, we'll see what he does. You've been very involved in the midterm elections this year. As you know, some Republicans, you know, the candidates running have denied the results of the election. Do you think that's a disqualifier? Well, I mean, I think that the the candidates I'm helping, they're really focused on the economy. They're very focused on crime. They're focused on education. Those are the things people are talking about. I mean, do I think that the elections were real? Yes. Do I think that Joe Biden is the president? Yes. Unfortunately, I'm not happy with that, but that is what it is. And the candidates that we're talking about and real people, they're talking about the fact that it costs more money to go to the gas station and that's how they get to work. It costs more money at the grocery store and that's how they feed their family. So they deny those election results, though. You don't think that's a disqualification? qualifier. I don't know that I've talked to anyone that's denied the election results. Everybody that I'm helping acknowledges the fact that the elections, you know, were real. Let's talk about the book. What was what was the impetus? How did it come How did it come about? You know, it's this is a book about ordinary women that did extraordinary things. And if you're a parent, you know that if you raise strong women, they become strong if you raise strong girls, girls, they become strong women and strong women become strong leaders. Mm-hmm. And so I was a fan of Margaret Thatcher and loved how she was very confident in herself. She believed in Britain, but she believed in herself. And then when I went to the United Nations, I learned more about Jean Kirkpatrick, who was my predecessor. And she was someone that was unapologetic about loving America. But then I met people like Nadia Murad who was in Iraq. She was part of the Yazidi community. They were overtaken by ISIS. She was gang raped. She was, her family died. And she came out, won the Nobel Peace Prize, Mm. fought for her community. Or people like Cindy Warmbier, where, you know, her son Otto Warmbier, we know, was was tortured in North Korea. But you find these stories that are just fantastic of women who had sheer will and knew that they were meant for great things and they deserve to be in the room. And I hope that this is a reminder to every parent who has a child that we want those kids to know they deserve to be in the room. If you are someone who's had a, a female mentor or leader, yeah. give them this as a thank you and say thank you for believing in me. Mm. And these are inspirational stories. I hope they'll inspire a lot of women. One of the things I found interesting in, in, in the book is this idea. I, I never knew this. You, throughout the course of your career, you send notes to women that inspire you. Who have, who have you sent some of these notes to? I mean, you know, anytime I see a woman make a leap, you know, I think I sent one to the head of the New York Stock Exchange. I mm. sent it to the first female head of city. Um, you know, I just sent it to, to the new female anchor at Fox News. You know, anytime I see a woman do something, yeah. I think we have to give that and push them and say, go get them, you know, because women second guess themselves. And anytime we can go and just push them a little further and say, you've got this, 
it's important. And finally, listen, we just, you just heard us talking about breast cancer awareness. We were talking so much about health and wellness for women. I was just reading that you're running now. Did you just finish a half marathon? I finished a half marathon in December. Last I told you, I told you I picked up running. I finished a half marathon in December. Finally. You know, it's a great way to tune out the noise. Like a lot of people don't realize I don't live in a politics. I have a regular life, but when you get out and run, it's a great way to just kind of center your mind. You can take God with you and you just plan your day out Mm -hmm. and you can kind of figure out what really matters. It's a great way to kind of forget the world for a while. So So it's just going to keep running marathon next. Ran seven miles yesterday. I'm going to keep on going. Tell Michael hello. Is he running with you? Yes, he is. Love Good it. deal. All right. Thank, Thank you for your time you. this morning. Great to be with you. Congratulations again on the book. Again, it, it's called If You Want Something Done, Leadership Lessons from Bold Women. It's out tomorrow. Thank you. All right. Coming up, Kate Del Castillo joins us live. We're going to find out about the highly anticipated return of her hit show. And then later, we are stepping into our October start today walking challenge. Speaking of fitness, and Stephanie Mansour is going to show us some moves <laughs> to add to our walks. What are you guys doing? Way to go, Joe. We'll be right Way back. Go, Joe. Yeah. This morning, we are catching up with the incredibly talented Kate Del Castillo. You know her from blockbusters, of course, like Bad Boys for Life and the animated film The Book of Life. And now Kate is starring in the long-awaited third season of Telemundo's La Reina del Sur, returning as anti-hero Teresa Mendoza. Kate's character is taking on the, the male-dominated cartels of South America, once again picking up four years after the events of season two. So, Kate, joining us now. Kate, good to see you. Thanks for being hey, here. Kate. Thank you so much for having me. Good morning, everyone. So you've been playing this character now. How how has Teresa changed from when you first started playing her? Oh, my God. It's been now it's been uh, 12 years since we started the first season. It's only three seasons, but, you know, they go for long. And now it's just a more mature Teresa Mendoza. But she's always, you know, she's raw and she's bad spoken and she's Mm -hmm. anti-heroine. So she's drinks a lot, you know, she <laughs> likes tequila a lot, um, but she's still the show, so she's still the same Teresa, it's only that now she has a, a she has a kid, and she, her daughter is everything for her, and now in this third season, she comes out of jail after being there for four years, mm. totally isolated, so she's in a different stage right now, and she just wants justice. Well, she also loves action sequences, as we saw a little yes. bit in the B-roll, and you shot in places like the Bolivian Salt Flat. What is that, and what was that experience like? It's a, it's magnificent. I mean, it, it, there's no words to explain what it is. It's wow. like 129 uh, kilometers of pure salt. So it's incredible. You don't even have a reference, a point of reference. Wow, right. So we were going like so fast in the cars that because you don't know how far, how fast you're going. going. And uh, and we had it all almost for ourselves because you know we went we were there in the mid, in, in exactly in, in the pandemic. Yeah. Oh wow! So we were yeah we shot in five different countries. We're in Argentina, Bolivia, Peru, Colombia, and Mexico. Oh my gosh! And during the pandemic, so this was really challenging. You know, Telemundo did an amazing job with all this. Do you love it when you're doing those high speed things? I was just reading uh, you and Jaime Camille. He's your Latin Billboard's co-host. You guys used to ride together. Yes, yes, he was. My, yeah, he's <laughs> one of my friends where I ride motorcycles with. 
And it's just been long. And now he's getting old and me too. So no, now not. we're not riding not anymore. Ride motorcycles anymore. <laughs> no, no, we don't do that. Now we host the, <laughs> the billboard. And Kate, you talk about a, a 180. You're doing, tell us about this comedy series you're doing on Peacock. I know. <laughs> it's our friends, you know, in Peacock. <laughs> yeah. So, uh, it's a, it's, it is really fun. It's a dark comedy. And we Latinos, we're not used to doing a lot of dark comedy, but we're used to watching it a lot. Mm. So, Let's see how it goes. It started in Peacock, like, I don't know, like uh, probably two weeks ago, and in HBO Max for Mexico and Latin America uh, the 29th on, the, on Thursday. So it's a completely different Something character new. from yeah. Teresa Mendoza. This is a fragile woman, you know, has no idea how to carry a gun or anything at all. Yeah. So it's really a, a lot of fun. You get the full range. range. I, had I was going to say, you have the full range. Very nice. Good. The Kate, whole range. Thank, thank you. you so much. Thanks Appreciate for being here. Of course. Lorena del Sur premieres October 18th on our sister network, Telemundo. All right. They're still moving. They've been moving now for hours. <laughs> Downstairs, when I walked in, they were moving. Coming up, we kicked off our October Start Today fitness plan this morning. And Stephanie Mansour is here. She's back to show us some moves to jazz up your daily walks. And then later, Jake Lucy is here to tell us about his new true crime series. A lot going on this morning. We'll be right back. Okay, so we just started October, and we want to kick off our brand new start today, Walking Club Challenge, sponsored by Easy Spirit. Our online community going strong, wow. more than 100,000 wow. members. Woo. So now's the perfect time to join. Just scan the QR code on the screen. You can sign up for our, our Start Today newsletter to help you get daily motivation. And you motivate us every morning to do this. And yes. someone else who does, Today Fitness <laughs> contributor, Stephanie Mensor leads our Start Today group. And she's here with two members, Judy Bacani and Jennifer Lopez. It must be very, wow. sorry, Rudy Bacani and Jennifer. You're from the Bronx too, right? Aren't you, Jennifer? Yes. And it must be easy to get reservations, yeah. right? Jennifer from the block. <laughs> there you go. All right, so let's get started here. All right, so for our October workout plan, we are including strength training. Now, uh-huh. we add this in halfway through the month. And that's because, you know, our, our stretch routine last month was wildly successful. People love the stretching, but I wanted to change it up a little bit. So while we do include stretching in motion at the beginning of our walks to help us warm up our bodies because it's getting chilly out, we also include that strength training for people that are looking to improve balance, improve their stability, walk with more power, walk faster, walk longer. And I'm so excited that you guys are here because you have questions about this plan, yes. right? Yeah. <laughs> so Rudy, what's your question for staff? So when I'm doing my shoulder exercises, mm-hmm. I seem to get a little tension yes, in my in neck. neck. Yeah. Am I doing them incorrectly? That's a great question. And that's really common, actually, too, guys, because when we're lifting weights, we want to make sure that we're not using those traps, the trapezius muscles. So I'm going to show you the side extension. Now, this is a lateral raise from our plant. So we're going to lift the weights up as high as the shoulders and then lower them down. Good. And then lift them up as high as your shoulders and lower them down and keep going. I want to make sure everyone sees here, we're not hunching up with the neck. So if you were to lift those shoulders up really, really high and then lift the weights, that's where we get that neck tension and Uh that pain. So you want to make sure those traps are relaxed and we're lifting only using the shoulders. And this is key, guys, only going as high as the shoulders. Don't lift up higher than this or else you definitely will recruit those muscles in the neck. How's that that feel? Good. Good? Much better. And how many sets? We're going to do three sets of 10 repetitions and then move on to the next exercise. 
Yeah, that looks great. Good. You feel okay? Yes. Yeah. Okay. Thank awesome. You. Thank you. <laughs> and Jennifer, you have a question too, JLo? Yes. <laughs> so I have a lot of strength from all the walking in my legs, mm -hmm. but not so much in my arms. And I would like to do, um, I've never done more than five push-ups. I would like to learn how to do them properly. Uh, yes. That, a, I, I know. have that question too. Actually. I know. I've, I've never asked yeah. that question. Yeah. So we're going to put the weights down for this. I'm going to, I'm going to teach uh, JLo here a you modified push-up. So we're going to come down onto our hands and knees. So shoulders typically line up over the wrist, knees underneath the hips. Good. But for this, we're going to walk the hands forward a couple of inches, shift those shoulders forward again over the wrist. So maybe walk them just back to okay. overachiever. I know. I love it. It's, we got to make sure. Good. And then we're going to bend the elbows out to the sides, open them, and then press up. Good. So I want to make sure that when you do this here, you're pulling the abs in. Good. And then you're tilting the pelvis, reaching the tailbone down the other way. Perfect. Okay. And then bend the elbows out to the side and then press up. Great. This looks great. This looks great, Jennifer. I love this. Now, do you guys feel this in your chest, your biceps, your shoulders? Yep. Yes. Does this hurt anywhere? No. In a bad way? <laughs> Feels great. Yeah. So we want to do 10 of these. And another modification, too, you know, you could even do push-ups at the wall. So I would like you to get, you know, 10 of these down and then move on and try to do one regular push-up. What has this been like for you two joining this club just energetically? And how has it motivated you? Well, for me, it gives me a lot of motivation during the day because I sometimes don't feel like doing anything, but I read the posts on Start Today and I say, okay, it's time to start. Get right. going. Yeah, definitely. Get okay. going. Well, you guys are doing great. Thanks for being part of this group. Stephanie, also, your yes. leadership, always Thank appreciated. You. Thank Thanks you. so much. Yes. Uh, and for you, if you want to sign up for our walking club at today.com slash start today, <laughs> plus we've got a special 20% off promo code from our sponsor, <laughs> Easy Spirit. Okay, and coming up next, Jake Lacey, do you want to do some push-ups? <laughs> yeah. yeah. No, I don't Just stand think right so. there, Jake. He's going to. We're going to find out about his chilling new true crime series, and we'll be right back. Oh, good job, Jill. Yes. At the UPS Store, we know things can get busy this upcoming holiday. You can count on us to be open and ready to help with any packing and shipping or anything else you might need. Is there anything you can't do? Um, actually, I don't have a good singing voice. <clears throat> the UPS... Nope. But our certified packing experts can pack and ship just about anything. At least that's good. The UPS Store. Be unstoppable. Most locations are independently owned. Product, services, pricing, and hours of operation may vary. See center for details. Come in today to get your holiday goodies there on time. You like to watch new stuff, right? Well, go to Hulu and see what's new, because Hulu has new stuff all the time. Like Vanderpump Villa, the new docudrama starring Lisa Vanderpump, where first-class luxury meets world-class drama. A new season of The Kardashians starring The Kardashians, of course. And Grand Cayman, Secrets in Paradise, the sizzling new reality show set in the tropical Caribbean. It's all new and it's streaming now on Hulu.
and we are back with one of our favorite actors around. Mm -hmm. This is a guy that's also got some serious range. Mm -hmm. We were talking about range earlier in the show. Yeah. He's got it. Jake Lacey burst onto the scene playing Lena Dunham's boyfriend in Girls. You remember that? Mm -hmm. And more recently starred as the utterly unlikable <laughs> Shane on the amazing The White Lotus. Well, now he's taking on a darker role in A Friend of the Family. It's a nine-part Peacock Limited series based on the true story of Jan Broberg, who was kidnapped multiple times over the span of a few years in the 1970s by a family friend. So Jake plays that family friend, Robert Birchhold, or B, a charismatic family man who exploits Jan's family to get close to her. I am here to escort a young lady to a piano lesson and then to ride a horse. I wasn't expecting you, B. I think there's been a misunderstanding. Thought I heard your voice. Yeah, you thought right. How was school? Pretty good. Now horseback riding? B, didn't Bob tell you that tonight wasn't going to work? Oh, you know, Bob. Back and forth till your head spins. I'm afraid he still says no. Mm. Good That's morning. Good. Okay. Let's you in. It's creepy. Here's the thing. Uh, a lot of people's first introduction to this family was through the Netflix documentary. Sure. Um, it was called uh, Abducted in Plain Sight. What does this series capture, in your opinion, maybe a little differently um, than the documentary? Yeah, you know, uh, Jan, uh, whose story this is, is a producer and, and creatively involved in this. And she and, and Nick Antosca, who executive produced and wrote it, wanted to instead of just the facts being laid out, which, mm -hmm. you know, you can sort of sit in judgment of a distance to the story to be within it and to say, like, what is it like to be a part of a family or a community that's been groomed by a predator, a master oh. manipulator? And, and how does that leave you on the fence when from outside you go, I would do this, I would do that. Mm -hmm. Why didn't they do this? On the inside, you, you don't know which way to turn and, and feel cornered. Mm. So I, I hope that you know, in this format, we're able to, to dive into that a little, a little more. You mentioned uh, that the real life Jan Broberg is, is involved yeah. as a producer. I understand that she wrote you a letter before the production started. Yeah. What, what did the letter say? You know, the first half of this, she left this wonderful note in my trailer on, on the first day of filming. And, and uh, the first half was about B and said, like, he was uh, warm and, and charming and generous and a wonderful storyteller. And, mm -hmm. and that that was his superpower was mm. like to make you feel so included and so unique in his orbit. And, uh, and then the second half was a really uh, just so gracious on her end to say like, I'm in a good place. You can do this Go job, there. you know, like mm. tell the story, do your work. Like you don't have to be prioritizing, yeah. like telling the story. And then also thinking like, is Jan okay? okay Are right. we yeah. re-traumatizing yeah. her? You know, it was uh, like, Gave generous beyond something I could maybe ever. Yeah, it was, it was beautiful, beautiful. So how would you prepare for a role like this? Because we're used to seeing you. I mean, you're a White Lotus character, yes. you know, yeah. sort of like this unlikable boyfriend. And now right. you are playing a really serious role. So the juxtaposition of those, how do you? It's a mix. You know, it's a mix of uh, of of trying to fact find what you can about Robert Birch told and, and then also some more general research and understanding of manipulation of predatory behavior of pedophilia and then um you know as best you can some kind of understanding of how to like uh, attach yourself to this role that um in thinking about it is grotesque yeah. you know like how do you find your way in to right. not be in judgment of of this character these actions um while doing it you know because as soon as you kind of <laughs> turn the lights off right. and go home you think like that's 
It's horrific. I yeah. can't believe we're doing this. Yeah. You know. you know, speaking of White Lotus, uh, congratulations on your first Emmy nomination. Mm-hmm. Thank you so much. That, that's well gotta, deserved. That's got to yeah. feel pretty good. Oh, that was I. I was on set for this, yeah. and uh, some lovely folks I work with called and said, "Like, we've got some news." And I was like, "Oh, the show got nominated." And they were like, "No, you got nominated." You know, that's awesome. And uh, so it was a lot of swearing and a lot of like. <laughs> uh, yeah, and then went back on set for this. It was yeah, yeah. it was an incredible ride. Any cameos planned for season two? Not from me. A, I think Coolidge might pop in, but uh, if they go again, you know, we're, I think everybody from season one is like, do you have room? Is there room for another? <laughs> You've had some awesome projects, obviously. Like, you know, it, we were just talking about another iconic show, The Office. Yeah. Do you have yeah, any yeah. favorite memories or do you have one or two? How about one? Uh, yeah, there's a... Um, I love you know, Ellie, by the way, we're looking Ed at Ed Helms and I yeah. are like across from each other, and um, he's trying to convince me that Aaron may have uh, given me a, an STD. <laughs> and, and he. Uh, Thank you for being mindful that it's 955. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 Uh, but not scripted, Ed chose to say chlamydia is schlamydia, as if he, could, he had Googled it and couldn't read it properly. And so, like, in the moment, there's just me, like, like losing it. Like <laughs> losing it, that I was like, sorry, let's we'll go again. Let's, let's do that again. Good yeah. times. Jake, thank you so thanks much. For hey, and congratulations yeah. on thank everything. You. A friend of the family premieres this Thursday on Peacock, the streaming service from our parent company, NBC Universal. We'll be right back. Peacock. Peacock. Tomorrow on the third hour today, we are on the job with possibly the luckiest person in America, a taste tester for Ben and Jerry. Wow. Oh, I can't wow. wait. Coming up in Hoda and Jenna, actress and supermodel Elizabeth Hurley. We'll see you tomorrow. Have a great day today. Bye-bye. Bye. The longest field goal ever attempted is 76 yards. The longest field goal ever missed? Also 76 yards. Why bring this up? Because knowing your limits matters, both when you're kicking a field goal and when you gamble. Betting more than you're comfortable with is like trying a 70-yard field goal. It probably won't go well. So set a limit when you gamble and stick to it. Want more helpful tips like this? Go to KeepItFunOhio.com for games, quizzes, and lots of ways to keep your gambling from getting out of hand.